This is ELT Today, brought to you by Frameworks Education Group. This month we talk to Anna Hasper, teacher, trainer and writer for the ELT Campus 100% online Young Learners course. Anna is the director of Teacher Train and a self-confessed addict to learning and teaching. Her passion is enabling teachers to become the best teacher they can by enhancing all students' learning opportunities through effective teaching and engagement. She's passionate about working with young learners. Her work as Director of Studies and Primary School Teacher in New Zealand has given her an insight into curriculum development as well as setting up CPD programs for teachers. She provides face-to-face -face and online tutoring on various teacher development courses and develops, writes and delivers bespoke teacher training courses and works around the world. Where did your journey begin? Well, you could say if we're doing storytelling anyway, once upon a time there was a girl who wanted to see the world and I decided to leave with a backpack and travel around and ended up in China. Uh, on a bus trip, on my own travelling around, um, we got hit by a typhoon, got stuck in a little bus station somewhere and uh, looking around it was full with Chinese people mm. and I was really desperately trying to get the message across that I wanted to go to a hotel. I think there were, it was like a train station and lots of people... The streets were flooded, so lots of people had come into the station. We were all sent out for the buses and stuff, carrying mm. your backpack on your head, getting into the train station. People were just staring at me because I was one of the few and possibly the only Westerner there. And looking around to actually find someone who, tourist information office or something, but didn't want to speak English. And there was a lovely girl and she came up to me and she said, um, Hello, my name is Vivian, how are you? I got very excited and started telling her my story that I actually was looking for a hotel because I was stuck, couldn't get anywhere, we had to sleep somewhere. Mm. And yes, yes, yes. And she looked at me nodding and once said, Vivian, can you help me to find a hotel? I was, hello, my name is Vivian, goodbye. <laughs> and that for me was sort of the moment that I thought, right, I need to start teaching English because there's a lot of people that could actually benefit from a little bit of English here and we could have an interaction and um, yeah, I just wanted to make a difference I think in the world from that moment on. I thought maybe teaching English is the way to go. Mm. So where did you, where did you first train? Um, I completed my CELTA in Wellington, New Zealand, mm -hmm. Capital Language Academy and ended up working in Wellington as well for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. How did you find it? a long time ago actually um, very interesting experience because it was probably the first time that I really started to understand more of the Asian culture because most of our students in New Zealand were Korean and Chinese at that time mm -hmm. so it was a huge learning curve to actually start to see the world through their eyes and, for, and uh, I suppose it would have been interesting because you were having the experience of being the foreigner in, in, in China and then to be in a situation where you know you're perceived as the local and they're the visitor so it's a kind of a, a flipped situation really isn't it a role reverse as well i think um, and it also made me realize that traveling it's not just to see sites but for me a big part of traveling is to get to know their culture mm. because having being to China, being able to say, I, I know how it works in your country, actually made it a lot easier to build relationships with my students and develop that mutual understanding as well. Mm. 
Um, what happened after you'd been teaching for a few years? Were you only teaching in New Zealand or had you... At that stage I taught in New Zealand and I ended up at a different language school and they opened a school in China and they were looking for teachers to go for a couple of months and help setting up. Mm. So I ended up teaching in a small place, relatively small place, a million, um, in Dongying, Shandong province in China. Mm. So, How was that going back and sort of actually sort of doing what you thought oh, I'd quite like to? How did it feel? Fascinating experience because all of a sudden you're part of a community there and I think that's when you travel you quite often leave too quickly to actually feel that you're part of a community. So it's really nice to actually just be part of that, help them set up the school, um, get to know a lot of people, a lot more about the Chinese culture and try all these lovely dishes as well that they have in China. Mm -hmm. So there was a fabulous experience to spend some time in China. And so then what was the next thing that happened? I mean, how did you then decide that you'd quite like to become a, you know, someone who de helped develop teachers and their careers? Or One of the most interesting things from working in China was also that we were teaching the teachers. So the Chinese teachers in this high school, they wanted to learn English. Mm. And the way we have been trained is very communicative. Use the language and put it into practice. And working with the teachers in China, I noticed that they were completely confused, that they actually had to say something in my classes. It wasn't spoon-feeding. It was engaging with each other using the language. And then I started to notice that there's a huge difference between the way we teach and a lot of other countries mm. provide education in the classroom. So that sort of sparked my interest to look into different educational methods and, and techniques. So what did you do about that? At that moment, probably not that much, other than observing when you go into classrooms and when you actually teach other teachers how they respond and, and why is that, how does it work in your class, can I observe one of your lessons? Um, so that more or less sparked the interest and we went back to New Zealand and started traveling a bit and ended up in Japan working for a Japanese company and there again when you look into the classrooms it was a very different approach to teaching languages and that really made me wonder is the communicative approach the only way to go or is it maybe is it a better way of teaching than the traditional approach? Because a lot of students were very skilled in reading and writing that I worked with, but they couldn't really produce any language when you were talking to them. Mm -hmm. So for me, that became something like, maybe I can help these teachers become even better teachers mm -hmm. in the communicative sense of the word. So Anna, how did you actually move into teacher training? Well, I think, for a lot of us, it just happened. I was in the right place at the right time. Um, after Japan, we ended up in Australia. I taught there for a little while and the school I worked for folded. So I was looking for jobs online, ended up working in Jordan for a while for the British Council. And they needed someone to go and do a TKT course. And Are you willing to take on some teacher training? I'm like, I've not done it before, but I'm very happy to give it a go. So that was actually the start of it. So I started working on TKT courses, developed a young learner course there as well for local school teachers. And then I, it was so enjoyable to share with the teachers and, and see what was actually perceived normal for them in their classroom. And I thought, ah, oh, but if you do it like this, it's so more effective for the learning that I became very passionate about wanting to become a CELTA trainer. Mm. And luckily IH Dubai was able to give me that opportunity. So I did my um, training to become a CELTA tutor there in 2011 and mm. that's how it all started. 
not looked back. No, I haven't looked back because from there on I moved into um, a lot of salsa training, young lunar extension course as well, working on Delta Module 3, um, still doing bespoke courses that teachers or schools wanted and doing a bit of course writing, presenting, a bit of research um, and a freelance teacher training and tutor. So, yeah, it's fabulous to be honest. I don't feel I've got a job in that way. It's a paid hobby because I absolutely love what I do. In early 2016, I approached Anna with a project. I wanted to create a 100% online Young Learners course, but couldn't do it without her insight and expertise. A year later, the course is close to launch date. I talked to Anna about the course and her role as the main writer and content expert. So Anna, what's the difference between what we learn on a CELTA course and a what has a young learner course got to offer that's different? Well, of course, if you think about it, you're working with adults, the A in CELTA, and you're working with small people, little people. Um, so I think in CELTA you get a very good grounding of all the skills, how they work, and all the, the techniques you can use. But when you work with young learners, you're not only teaching the language. I think the most important thing we need to keep in mind when we work with young learners is what sort of level of development, their cognitive level of development, where are they at? Young learners develop, they're not only learning the language, they're socially developing, physically, the social-emotional intelligences and skills need to be developed. So it's actually more like a holistic approach to teaching. So as a teacher of English or any other language, you need to be very much aware when you select an activity, would this fit their current level of development? Mm -hmm. It can be as simple as cutting something out. Can they actually handle scissors? Do they know how that works? Um, it could be a thinking activity in which they need to do cause and effect. Mm -hmm. You might think these kids are four or five years old. They maybe don't have that cognitive developmental level of understanding what cause and effect is. So you're building the concept, the conceptual mm -hmm. understanding with them. And I think the Young Learners course is really looking at what's in general age appropriate. Of course, you cannot really generalize because a seven-year-old in Spain might be very different to a seven-year-old in Dubai. But just to get more understanding of um, looking critically mm. at the materials you select and does it fit your learner's mm. developmental level. And so why should a teacher do a Young Learners course? Why would you recommend it? I highly recommend it because I think it makes you a better teacher of young learners. Like I mentioned before, there's different levels of development with kids and you become aware of what the characteristics are of young learners. Um, I remember vividly when I started teaching young learners, I thought, God, they're so noisy, they never shut up. But then you start to understand five, six-year-old children, they're not supposed to be quiet, so it's natural, it's not because of you, it's not because they don't like you. We start to understand a little bit more what's characteristic behavior for young learners. And then you can also build on those strengths. Like they're very curious. So build on that, use that as a positive. They've got a lot of energy, which if you don't know how to manage that, it can actually affect your lessons mm. negatively. If you know that you can use that energy for certain activities to just give them an opportunity to move, mm. you channel that energy and then afterwards you can continue with what you want to do. So it helps you gain a deeper understanding of how 
young learners work actually mm -hmm. and also I think makes you feel better prepared you can plan your lessons keeping in mind your audience mm -hmm. and you can also feel a lot more confident as a teacher in the classroom that you're actually doing the right thing that you enable them for learning and mm -hmm. that's not just crowd control classes with younger learners having had no training at all and it's just it's just assumed that because um, because you've had you know CELTA training and you've had you know maybe years of experience of teaching teachers but I think that fundamental thing that what your expectations are of someone who hasn't developed socially you know they have never don't know how to work with a partner in their own world let alone adding a language, new language on top um, those sorts of things, that kind of awareness as a teacher would have helped me enormously yeah. and I would have enjoyed it more, I think. Well, that's it. And I think nowadays a lot of us end up teaching young learners after CELTA directly. Mm. There seems to be that myth that all you need is a bit of coloured pencils, glue and a bit of scissors and you can provide an effective lesson. Mm. But to be honest, you need to, like you say, understand a little bit more about what they can and cannot do at that age to create the optimum conditions for learning. Mm because your environment is really important, that teaching them to work together, it's not a natural thing that they're working pairs. They're all developing those skills. So help, having that understanding will definitely help you as a teacher to manage those lessons better. And then you get a chance yourself to enjoy teaching young learners instead of feeling that it's a bit of a survival of the fittest experience. So what kind of content can we ex expect in this course? Well, first of all, I have to point out that the course is absolutely beautiful, Emma. <laughs> it's lovely visual. So it's a proper young learner's course. You know, when we do a face-to-face -face course, we do loop input. We use all these fun young learner activities in the classroom to make teachers experience what they can use in the classroom. Now, of course, this is an online course. Mm. It's asynchronous. So in that way, they're not experienced as such. They're not doing it themselves with us. But the whole course is designed in such a way that you actually feel you're in a young learner environment. You get to see the students in the classroom and you get lots of beautiful visuals because they're very attractive for young learners in us. Um, I think the start of the course, we have chosen to go into exploring who are young learners, what mm. sort of characteristics have they got, what are they passionate about. Because as with everything we do in language teaching, it's all about the learner. Mm -hmm. learner-centeredness for that we need to develop an understanding as teachers of young learners of what they are like how they think why they do certain things so we're spending a little bit of time on that so you can build on their strength and make make that work for you instead of get it against you then of course we're looking at the skills as well like you do in in CELTA teaching listening speaking reading writing but we're really looking at doing that in age-appropriate ways hmm. Because writing, it depends, of course, on the age group you're at, but you can't just get them to write an essay 
beginner learners or younger learners you might really really look at letter formation with the very young learners mm. moving on towards teenagers who can voice their opinions in essays um, and as well we're looking at the links how particularly in the young learners how does it develop going from listening to writing it's a natural process in the brain from listening to speaking but pointing out that reading and writing are actually not very natural processes no they're not not even for L1 speakers. So how can we teach that in a way that learners can actually start to build up their hmm. their confidence in the, in the classroom? I think, yeah, I think that's something that's really struck me, um, observing uh, young learners looking in the first language, um, going through the process of learning to read and learning to write just in their first language alone. And it's given me a, a real appreciation of the mistakes I made um, as a young learner teacher, having had no training, just not having that awareness or that understanding of what the brain is going through to, to even just decode a word. You know, a course like this would have really helped me have that kind of appreciation to really then adjust what my expectations are going to be for myself and then also for my learners as well in terms yeah. of how we form um, activities and outcomes. Now, I think that's really important, like you state, for teachers to be aware of, because there's so much going on in the brain, um, the chemical processes, because mm. they're growing, but also learning, that having the L1 developing, but also the conceptual understanding of mm. abstract ideas, like, for example, a word like loneliness, you know, it's not tangible, so they need to start to understand a concept, and then an L1, and then an L2. And like mm. I said before, the brain is just not hardwired to read and write. So we're actually putting a lot of pressure on kids to start with that so early. Mm. So I'm not, I don't always think that's the best, but what we are trying to promote in the course is an activity-based approach to teaching and learning. Mm. So the students, I'm a firm believer that children need to play, and through play we can actually learn language. They might not be aware of the fact that they're studying or learning, but we are actually providing them with the language, exposing them to ideas, and in that way through games, songs and storytelling, they pick up that language. And I find it really important that kids have fun when they learn the language. addressing classroom management as well in the course and I think with the young learners that makes or breaks your lesson. Now classroom management, there's a lot of energy with your young learners as, as you all know. Um, you can use activities to manage students' behaviour. You mm. can use activities to channel that energy. So what we're looking at is rules, uh, consequences, reward system, but also how you can actually order your activities so you can mm. get some sort of natural flow in the classroom mm. that gives your learners a chance to go a bit silly and noisy and then settle. So we're looking at stirring and settling throughout your 45 minutes that you have with your learners to manage the mm -hmm. learners are actually learning can take place. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
the box, in the box. Put your pencils in the box. In the box. Sit down. Lola, sit down. Touch your shoulders. Shoulders. Touch your arms. What is the market like for young learners at the moment, for young learner teacher training? For young learner teacher training, um, I think looking at the markets around the world, there's a lot of demand for young learner teachers. And it seems to be the case that a lot of people who've completed the CELSA end up teaching young learners um, without any knowledge or prior training on teaching young learners. So there's definitely a need there because a lot of these, oh, my first experience was teaching young learners, I knew nothing about it. Had I known, I would have felt a lot more confident. Um, then also, of course, unfortunately, the wild extension course um, is no longer running. And there was a lot of interest in that course. I know there was maybe not enough um, courses around, didn't run often enough, according to some people. And now they've pulled out of the market completely. We're getting a lot of requests of, can you make a bespoke course for us? Can you do something? Because my teachers need to get some understanding of young learners. Because either they are not happy, or the parents are not happy, or the learners are not happy in the classroom. And of course, you want to avoid a situation like that. So it's an online course. And I know there are many different online courses out there. But this course is asynchronous, which means that the main thing is you can start whenever you like with the course. And it's self-paced. So if you feel I've got a week off, I just want to do it all in a week, you can. If you feel that you've got two or three months time, that you can sort of split it out over that time. So you can study whenever you like, access the information online, and there's always an opportunity to contact a tutor if there are any questions. But you don't have your compulsory meet your tutor sessions. So you can study as you like and when you like. Um, so yeah, it's flexible. You can do it individually if you want to. But then also I think the nice thing of this is you can do it in a group. For example, if you're looking for a, a professional development program in your school, you can get five teachers together who take the course at the same time, meet regularly at school and talk about um, what they have seen, how that applies to their own practice and reflect on what they do in the classroom. You could encourage them to try out ideas and evaluate how they work. So that's a way of um, working with the course as well. And of course, we're always very willing to adapt it to the needs of um, teachers or schools or different institutes. We can provide more tailor-made modules. We can provide a face-to-face -face bit of the course. So you get a blended form of delivery. What kind of scenario that. do you envisage with that? How could that work? Um, if you feel that your teachers maybe need a little bit more support because they haven't done a lot of teacher training or mm. they haven't done a CELTA or pre-surface course, we might be able to come in and do a weekend, for example, on just the basics of student-centred teaching and then go into the course. So actually include a little bit more methodology training into the course. Mm. Um, if you feel my teachers probably know what it's like, but I want to see if they can apply it in the classroom, we could say, okay, we come along to your school for two days and we observe the teachers and give them some feedback on what to work on next. So in that way, we can develop bespoke courses for the teachers. So I've got a combination of, of self-paced learning and in-school, in-set, Development, yeah, indeed. And in a way, it, it doesn't really matter how you get there, but our aim is that stu 
teachers become aware of how to create that optimal condition for learning and provide more sound learning opportunities. So we really enable our learners. And because of that knowledge that you gain during the course, I think it enables you as a teacher more to enjoy it and not feel that, oh, help, I'm in a zoo, I'm trying to survive my day. But you're really starting to enjoy the experience and it enriches your life. Because teaching young learners is a fabulous opportunity. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Frameworks Education Group podcast, ELT Today. If you'd like to know more about the ELT Campus online course for teaching English to young learners, contact me, Emma Pratt, on training at eltcampus.com.